don't want to vent or lose your cool to your supervisor. Sometimes they lose the trust in the chain of command. Hi, Lieutenant Adam Orton here with the Canadian Army Podcast. And today we're going to talk about Padres. Go see the Padre is something that many soldiers have heard at one point or another throughout their careers in some form or another. And the role of military Padres in providing advice and guidance to soldiers who are experiencing personal problems has been around for more than a century. Major Richard Bastien is here today to tell us all about that. Good day, sir. Hello, Adam. Very pleased to be here today. It's great to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I like to say that I'm first married uh, with a beautiful wife, Andre, for nearly 37 years now. And we have two beautiful kids, adults, Samuel, he, who is in the military as well as a traffic tech. And our daughter, Christina, she's married to Jean-Philippe and they live in Montreal. And I'm a padre. I'm a padre, but more a staff officer now because I, I'm there to support the army command chaplain who supervise all the... Uh, the chaplains, uh, reg force, and reserve as well uh, across Canada. So I'm there to support this person. But I like as well to uh, to be available for the HQ to be their padre. Even though we are supported by uh, Upland's uh, chaplains in Ottawa, I like to be available and I was able to, uh, to give some support to our uh, HQ member as well because this is who I am. I'm a padre, so... I find it interesting, particularly that you opened with kind of the family piece, because uh, just before we started recording, we were talking kind of about the role of Padres and the chaplaincy. And you were saying that, uh, you know, you're there to support the families as much as the members, because that's all kind of part of the, the team. Yeah, because I realized in my life that, yeah, I'm a professional, I'm a chaplain, I'm a officer, but I, I don't like to describe myself to be just this, you know, because one time, and for me, it's going to be very soon, <laughs> a year and a half, I'm going to retire. And so who I am exactly, I'm Richard, I'm an husband, I'm a, a father, I'm a friend. And and yes, I'm a professional as well. And talking about the, the, the chaplaincy, a padre, yeah, he's there to hear people, to support, to help but we are there as well. We like to say that we are there to enhance the operational effectiveness of a unit. And we do that by supporting the unit morale, uh, personal well-being of members. Uh, we provide then, of course, pastoral counseling, spiritual and religious guidance and care. And it's not just about religion because we have people who don't practice any religion that doesn't mean that they don't have some kind of spirituality i like uh, a poster i saw when i went to a gym in a base uh, somewhere and it's a psp who said something like we are there to help our member to be physically fit for the task and i like to say for myself as a padre I'm there to help our members to be spiritually fit for the task. It's interesting because in the uh, DAOD 5516, now we have 
a definition about spirituality. It's very well recognized by the system that everybody has a kind of spirituality, which means they have a, a freely or deeply uh, personal convictions or belief connected to their spiritual faith or that person. So I like to say that the science will or the rational will tell you the how things happen and how sometimes bad things happen. The spirituality will tell you why. And sometimes people, when they go through difficult times, family crisis, bad news from the doctor, uh, sometimes they will say, why this happened to me? And this is where they need to develop and we help them to develop what we call a, a kind of spiritual resiliency and the ability to recover from emotional, psychological, physical uh, strength, uh, how they can adjust to the adversity, traumatic change. You've been deployed, I've been deployed, and we are faces to traumatic uh, situation. So how can we bounce back from difficult situation? And when I, I, I see this, uh, this term, bouncing back, I always have this illustration of in the Rocky movie. <laughs> you remember Rocky yeah. when he was hit so hard, oftentimes, and he's always uh, jumping up, you know, and yeah. bouncing back. And this is what we expect from our, our uh, members that even though they go to difficulty, disappointment, they can have that kind of spiritual resiliency when they are able to bounce back from a bad situation. The role of the army really, in many ways, is to deploy and be operationally functional. And if I, if I think on my deployment, however you look at that, there is a lot of changes within soldiers as to that spirituality and religion. Some people, maybe they, they became less religious or less spiritual, but definitely a lot of them became more so. I remember our deployed Padre, I still remember his name from like 10 years ago is uh, Padre Kevin Olive. Like, I remember who he is and his participation in that stuff. And, and you definitely see that there is a need there for people on deployment to have access to that kind of resource. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the benefit to having a unit padre. In the army, uh, each unit, or almost each unit, they have a padre posted directly to their unit which facilitate this interaction with the people. We know them because we train with them. We deploy with them. Uh, they know us. We know the chain of command. The chain of command know us. So it's easy for us compared to, example, have colleagues who are clinicians. So they work with the mental health offices. So they are doing very great work. They are specialized to do that. But for us, we are with them. So it's easy for us to journey with them. Uh, they don't need to have an appointment, for example, to meet the Padre. How many times I met people and I have interaction with people in the parking lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we encourage our Padre to, to uh, socialize with the people and be with them. And that's why we like being in their party, for example, Christmas party. That doesn't mean that we will party with them right. like they party, but yeah. we are there. <laughs> and I remember when I was in Greenwood, uh, Air Force Base, as a padre, I was with the uh, search and rescue, the SARTEC, and they are very close people, you know, 
And it's tough sometimes to uh, as a padre, as a new padre, to be able to, how can I say, to interact with them. Yeah, and, get in there, be a know, part of the group. Yeah, but uh, it takes one, unfortunately, uh, one bad situation when one of the wives' member uh, was killed in a motorcycle accident. And the guy, of course, was devastated. And uh, I remember, again, he is a teenager. And I just offer him my support. Is it something I can do? He was not a religious guy, but he said, yeah, I would need to plan the funeral. Can you help me with that? So I just facilitate. I just help him. He was not the same denomination than me, but it doesn't matter because I could just support him and uh, be involved. And I just did it. And I remember that the uh, we did that at the chapel in the funeral home. And it's a small community. But it was packed. There was uh, hundreds of people inside and there was motorcycle because they were part of motorcycle club outside. And what is interesting, it's the week after when I showed up at the unit and I went to visit to do my what we call our ministry of presence. And uh, most of the time when I went there, it was like, okay, hello, Padre, and they would just continue to do their stuff. When I showed up, the senior Sartek, just came to me and gave me, oh my gosh, the big hug in front of everybody else, uh, in front of the, the, the Sartek and welcome Padre and we're so pleased and thank you for what you did for our member. And since that time, I was part of the of them. You know, they, they, they brought me to their exercise and the big uh, helicopter come around and I did some exercise with them. I got sick every time. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not funny over there. But uh, yeah, I was able just to, to be part of them because I just decided, and this is what we should do as a Padre, to support as most as I can. I find it really interesting, particularly that you're talking about Sartex because, you know, they're they're one of the, let's say, more intense trades out there and, and very specialized and really good at what they do. You know, I'm thinking when I first did basic in Saint-Jean, you're all young soldiers, gung-ho and ready to do stuff and you all want to be tough and, uh, you know, not show any weakness and and one of the biggest signs of weakness when you're first going through basic is going to the Padre and talking about your problems and stuff. And then here we are, we're talking about Sartex and, and how they have that ability to connect with their Padres. So what would you say to like a young soldier who maybe is listening to this, you know, the, they're on basic on week three and, and they're like, ah, you know what, I don't, if you, if you need a Padre, that's weakness and going to talk to people, that's just, I, I should be able to do this. Yeah, I will try to fix it myself. <laughs> yeah. And this is a true mentality sometimes that we want to, to change because what's happening when you break your leg? Do you say, oh, I'm going to try to fix it myself? No, you, you're going to take advantage of the resources that we provide. So you're going to go to the, the, uh, the doctor because you know that the doctor can fix it. So when you are facing some difficult time, uh, why not going to the resource? And the Padre is, is a resource that is there to help you, to support you, going to some difficult time and particularly for the young or the uh, low rank people because it's difficult for them sometimes to have access to some answers. I remember how many times I helped some corporal uh, 
because they were submitting a memo and they has no answer. And you just need one supervisor that don't care. Most of them, they care, but you just need one who just forgot and they try to ask, you know, the, the next uh, level of rank. And sometimes they will be just rebuked because, oh, I don't have time for that. We told you that uh, we're going to have an answer. When are we going to have an answer? We're going to tell you. And sometimes they, they need the answer because the wife or the spouse, you know, is looking for an answer. And it's difficult for them because they will not go directly to the Captain Ajda, the Aj or talk to a senior NCO, you know, they will go to the chief of command because this is what they ask uh, to do. So how many times I have somebody coming to my office and I would, I didn't tell them, but in my mind, I would say, oh my gosh, you are coming six months later, you know, it's not too late. We try to fix that, but uh, it's so easy when, you know, they don't have uh, any answer go to your Padre because the Padre has this ability and this opportunity to advocate on your behalf and to be able to question different level of the chain of command. We have access to the chain of command. As I used to say, the Padre doesn't have any power, so he will not necessarily fix your problem, but he has influence and he has access to the all the level of the chain of command. Of course, I will always work with the lowest uh, supervisor, but if I'm not satisfied with a supervisor, I can go directly to the CEO if I want. I can go to the, directly to the chief warrant officer if I want. I try to avoid that because I don't want to bypass everybody, yeah. but I have this opportunity. So because I care, I do care for the member. And sometimes it's not just because the chain of command doesn't want to care, but posting, uh, chain of command, so the file is falling in the crack and the member is still waiting for an answer. So go talk to the Padre and the Padre will be able to facilitate your needs, to facilitate uh, your request. Do you think that system is open or prone to being abused? Well, we hear that oftentimes, huh? he's yeah. using the system. I prefer to say that a member benefit from the system because there's a need. So, and who I am to judge somebody who've been assessed by professionals and can get access to some services, who I am to judge that. You know? So it's easy to point out somebody and say, yeah, they, they abuse the system. But I prefer to say that they will benefit from the system. And again, when they come to us as Padre, it's not always uh, that they're going to get what they want. Sometimes they will not get what they are looking for. But we will uh, work with them for a plan that will bring them to be fit. Because this is the aim, you know. Sometimes they will need a pause. They will need our our help, you know, that they're gonna have they're gonna have a pause for specific training or not being deployed. Okay, I hear that, and I can help them, you know, to to have uh, the favor from the CEO that okay for this time, okay, we're gonna give you a pause, but uh, we need we need to have a plan. What's next? And what will happen if 
it's denied. The request is denied. Do you have another plan? So this is the kind of uh, uh, situation we talk with the member and we try sometimes just to lower the expectation. I have members coming in my office and I had to be honest with them and realizing that like for some of them would say, do you think I could stay uh, like almost forever where I am because my family is near and I'm happy being uh, in that city? And I was always say, well, there's no guarantee. There's never a guarantee that you cannot be posted this year, next year. It's never a guarantee. I've been posted six times in 18 years. Almost every three years, we have been posted out to another place. So there's no guarantee that you can stay where you are or you can be posted uh, or where you're going to be posted. You can be posted to a place that you will not want to go, but this is part of the deal. If you want to be part of the regular force, you have to accept that. That's the job. That's the job. And sometimes we need to discuss that, to be honest with the member and say, maybe... The Rig Force is not for you anymore. The Padre Corps is commissioned officers. And so the other thing is maybe for people thinking that people are abusing the system, really it's another set of eyes on a document or on a problem that, you know, that doesn't take away from anything. And, you know, there's still the capability of reasoning and analyzing that problem. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... You, you know how the army works. You look at that and you say to yourself, yeah, okay, this is an unreasonable request. But if you say, hey, maybe there's a problem here, then it's yeah. just another set of eyes that can look on it and another resource to try and tackle a potential problem, whatever that problem happens to be. Yeah, absolutely. We try to see all the options that could be possible. Maybe it's not the option that they're looking for. Maybe there's other kind of options, COA, as we used to say, yeah. that they can they can be satisfied. Or it's a temporary uh, option, and sometimes they just need to uh, uh, to realize that okay, maybe it's time for me to do something else because it's too much demanding, you know, for my family or for myself. Yeah, and those are hard conversations to have, but sometimes you have to have them. No, absolutely, and we try to be as much as we can honest with the people, you know. I think even in just the time that I've been in, uh, there's been a lot of changes in how the the Canadian Armed Forces and the Army has evolved. And we look at, you know, the Padre Corps as it is. There's a, I want to say, it's, it's not new faiths, but there's a, a wide diversity of faiths that are a part of what we do. How does the Padre Corps handle this wide diversity of religions, which include uh, like the Sikhs, Buddhists, and a, a number of other religions, when you're required as an individual, as a padre, to have a specific background? We are very proud to be what we call a pluralistic, diverse chaplaincy. And of course, we represent the uh, the society. So we try to recruit uh, as much as we can uh, diversity amongst the padre. But the padre is not just there to serve what we used to say, uh, minister to our own. Of course, a Catholic chaplain can work with Catholic people, Protestant, but we have imam as well that represent the Muslim people. We have rabbis that represent the Jewish people. And if we have people like 
other community, like you mentioned, the Buddhism, Buddhism and the, the Sikh. I know that the, the chaplaincy is trying to recruit those uh, faith uh, leaders as well. But I would say most of the time when somebody is coming to me, there's nothing about their religion needs, their religious needs. Uh, if I can provide them that kind of need, of course, I will do it. If I cannot do it, uh, I can refer them to a colleague. And if I don't have that such a uh, military chaplain's colleague who can do that, we will just refer them to the civilian faith group. Uh, we do that a lot when we deployed. And uh, when we deployed, this is part of our task to make sure that we know all the religious Uh, leader or the religious representative in a country to be able to have a connection with them and as well uh, sometime to be able to refer a member uh, who have some some religious need. But most of the time when a member comes to the Padre, it's because he has some issue with the chain of command or some request, as we said before. And uh, I can be any type of faith group representative And I can still help my member. You know, how many times I help people who have no faith affiliation and they don't care about that because they care about their issue, their problem or a family issue. And of course, uh, I, can, I can support them. With regard to who can be a padre, uh, of course, we have some hiring criteria. Chaplains first must be ordained or mandated by a registered faith tradition. So they need to, their faith tradition to be, need to be recognized by the government of Canada. So you cannot just improvise yourself a faith leader. They need to have a graduate level uh, professional degree in a faith tradition formation, like a Master of Divinity or the equivalents. They need to be a member in good standing with a national faith tradition governing authority and have at least two years of full-time experience. So there's an endorsement by a committee. Uh, we call it the Interfaith Committee of Canadian Military Chaplaincy. So this committee uh, represents different kind of denomination, and this committee will endorse uh, a member based on the criteria I just mentioned. And finally, they need to be selected by our chaplain general. The other criteria as well, you need to qualify to be an officer because you're a padre, you're a chaplain, but you're part of the officer as well. So you need to go to all the training for uh, the basic training for officer. Of course, we have our own chaplain, military chaplain training in Borden. And because you are also a staff officer like myself, most of my job now is to be a staff officer. And I am an advisor and I advise here some generals. So I need to, to know what I'm talking about and staff work. And you know that, Adam, yeah, <laughs> being yeah, no the so. <laughs> so, you know, when you present a document, it needs to be, to be well done. So, uh, so we train our partner as well to be staff officer. Yeah. I think that covers pretty much everything that I've ever wanted to know and more about the chaplaincy, but is there anything else you'd like to add? 
maybe just to talk about uh, our Sentinel program because how yeah. many times I have people coming to me and say, oh, I would like to be a Padre, but I'm not a religious person, but I like to help people. So the chaplaincy has developed what we call the Sentinel program, which is uh, a training program. It's a group of trained, supervised, non-professional uh, people whose purpose is to improve human contact on a day-to-day basis through a set of good behavior, of course, and attitude uh, they use with their peers. It's a body system. So we train them to increase an active listening among peers so they are able to detect signs and symptoms of distress, for example, or uh, offer support or refer to appropriate resource like the unit padre or it can be as well the uh, professional support at the uh, health services. So it's a half-day training when we just tell the people how they can be a better listener (laughs) to their peers and detect maybe some issue. Uh, And people appreciate that kind of training because they feel that they can be helpful as well to others with some limitation, of course. And not only are you there for, you know, your buddies, but in addition to that, you know, that kind of thinking and experience can translate well on the civilian side just to be there for people outside of the military and being there for people in general. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, everything is always under confidentiality. People can expect that they're going to be respect when they come to us, except for three uh, reasons. Uh, of course, if a person may pose a threat to others or to themselves, now I cannot keep it for myself. If there's an abuse of children or if uh, there's another uh, by a court uh, of law. But uh, every time somebody wants to talk to the Padre, they can expect that it's going to be behind closed door. And uh, if they don't give us permission to uh, to talk to uh, somebody else, we just keep it at our level. It's an opportunity as well to our member just sometime to to vent. You know, you don't want to vent or lose your cool, as we say, yeah. to your supervisor. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't be a bad encourage day. people to do that. You know? yeah. But to the padre, you can do that. Sometimes it's just an opportunity to. Okay, I need to talk to somebody. I don't want to talk to my colleague. I don't want to talk to the chain of command. Sometimes they are they lose the trust in the chain of command for different kind of reason. Talk to your padre. Go to see the padre. Talk with them, and you'll be you're gonna be surprised how they can help you, support you, and advocate on your behalf. Well, thanks very much for your time, sir. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. That was uh, Padre Major Richard Bastien also talking to us about the Sentinel program. If you're interested in the Sentinel program, take it up with your chain of command, communicate to them, and we can arrange to help you out with that. There are resources online. Feel free to write us if you have any questions. As usual, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to speed on what's coming out next. I'm Lieutenant Adam Morton. You stay frosty.